All right, so we're here at Range Masters. How often do you get to come down here? I come here maybe when I can, maybe uh, once a week because I like to keep my shooting skills honed. We're here at Range Masters. Incredible Hulk's about to let loose on this 45. I'm ready. You're a shot, dude. Damn. It's community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno, what a story I have for you. Happy Thursday, what's going on? My name is Adam Montiel. Thank you so much for being up and Adam. So we talked about Lou Ferrigno, we reported the story, he's gonna be at Captain Nemo's and I texted Ian Parkinson. Ian connects me, soon I'm getting a call from Lou Ferrigno, says I'm gonna be at Range Masters, come through. So, went shooting with Lou Ferrigno yesterday. Got some audio from that. And then we have a, a nice conversation that we have at Range Masters with him shooting his 45. We'll play most of that tomorrow, but a good chunk of it, including him shooting. And he's fantastic. He has quite the shot, this guy. Also, part two of our conversation with animal rights activist Zoe Rosenberg. She is uh, potentially looking down uh, maybe 20 years for some felonies, conspiracy, theft, and more. We talked to her a little yesterday. Got some great feedback on the conversation, including from uh, Blake, who said, a tough line to walk, and I feel conversations between people that I disagree with are important. I admire her passion regarding animal cruelty and factory farming, but feel obvious theft and disruption of events is a terrible way to fight the fight. Another good comment, it's fascinating to me that some people feel their perspective constitutes a reality so absolute that they have a right to impose it on others. And from someone else who not only eats animals, but also raises them, uh, ducks, chickens, and more for their eggs. I thought this was a super interesting chat, even though I obviously eat and raise meat animals. You did a great job interviewing her. Thank you so much. It was a great conversation. We're going to have part two with Zoe Rosenberg uh, today on the show. Some lo-fi headlines after I talk to you about our friends at the General Store. General Store Paso Robles. They offer local goods, hand-picked gifts, curated cookbook selection. And by the way, not just cookbooks. They've got a lot of great different kinds of books there. All the best for your pantry and home. The team at the General Store can also help you put together any kind of gift. Welcome bags, or maybe just a thoughtful gesture to show that you care. Helping people connect with dozens of local makers is their jam. Celebrating 10 years on the park downtown Paso. Daily 11 to 6 and on weekends 10 to 6 on Instagram at... General Store Paso. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. Well, Pismo Beach working to repair $55,000 in damage from the heavy surf last week. Took a pounding. Lots of damaged equipment, infrastructure from missing steps to a, a swing set that came right out of the ground. Pismo Beach City Manager Jorge Garcia said several of the coastal areas of the city suffered damage over the past week to the tune of about 55 Gs. They said the Pismo Pier itself is fine largely due to its recent renovations. But the stairs leading up to the pier on both the north and south sides were damaged. I mean, this was like three, four steps straight missing. That's wild. First of all, the, the water barely ever even comes up that high. But the fact that it did and it just took the stairs away with it. It's crazy to see like swing sets with like no swings on them. So where are the swings? Just like chain swinging. Now, the Chapman House, that beautiful gold cottage that's in Shell Beach, well, the city owns that. And now they're probably like, oh, God, great. I wonder sometimes if they're like, God, why did we even accept this? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful event space. Gorgeous house. Bathroom is really one of the coolest places, too. 
that suffered some structural damage. That's right there on the bluff there in Shell Beach. Now, normally the waves are pretty chill for the surfers that are normally used to surfing the pier, but some of them were in the article were like, no, we're not even going in. Like, you don't want to turn your back to this. People are out in the water and they're seeing like debris, you know, being washed out and washed in. It's crazy out there. It's kind of a cool story out of New Jersey. Two twin boys were born in different years this past week. Their mom's water broke on New Year's Eve. The first one born at 11.48 p.m. And the second baby came 40 minutes later at 12.28. Their names Ezra and Ezekiel. December 31st also happens to be dad's birthday. Listen to this. The doctor was like, well, there's two heartbeats. And I was like, let me see. I don't believe you. And I was in shock. I'm like, what a great birthday gift. I get two boys on my birthday, so. I was still pushing when everyone's doing the countdown, and we just said, all said Happy New Year in the middle of me trying to push out baby B. I just know they're going to be world changers, and they couldn't cheer the same day, right? They needed their own spotlight. Seeing them in person and seeing their faces, I was like, they're so cute. I'm so glad they're healthy. So it's wild that dad shares a birthday with Ezra, but not Ezekiel. Cool twin story over the New Year. Have you been following this story out of Japan, this plane crash? A gripping story that is like right out of a movie and an absolute, folks are calling it a miracle. Japan Airlines flight goes up in flames after a collision at Tokyo's Haneda Airport. They hit apparently a Japanese Coast Guard plane and unfortunately five dead there, but you had 350 plus passengers and 12 crew make a clean getaway before things went totally crazy Inferno style. I mean, this was like a real life blockbuster. It was a nightmare for these people. Incredible that they're all right. So here are the details. This Airbus A350, these are like, it's like the superhero of the aviation world. The interior is built like a fortress and those walls, they're practically fireproof. Plus the fuselage made from fancy carbon composite fibers held its own against the flames, giving everyone just enough time to hit the emergency exits. Everyone's jumping out of the plane. It's a mix of top notch safety features and a a calm and collected cabin crew that made this evacuation look like a well-choreographed dance. I mean, people were sliding down those emergency chutes like it was a drill. Passengers sharing stories of smoky cabins, there's people catching it on their phones, emergency doors swinging open. I mean, just incredible, well, unbelievable. Folks are calling it a miracle. Major props to that Japan Airlines crew and that cutting edge plane. And obviously some other powers were in definite play. I mean, unbelievable story. Just minutes after they got out, the thing explodes. Everyone on board, all crew, all good. Okay, so we told you about Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk. He's coming to Captain Nemo on Sunday from 12 to 3 for a signing. He's going to be able to you can ask him questions, snap selfies with him. He'll have stuff for you to sign. I think there's a pricing guide if you want to bring something for him to sign. It's going to be really cool. I just thought it would be so much fun to get him on the phone. I talked to Ian Parkinson pretty soon. I got Lou Ferrigno's number and I call him up, goes the voicemail, and then he calls me right back. I'm like, whoa. And it's so funny because I have my AirPods in and Siri's like, Lou Ferrigno calling. I'm like, what? What is this? He ends up being down to talk. He said he's coming to slow later in the day to go shooting at Rangemasters. So fast forward a few hours, I'm walking the dog in Meadow Park and I get this call again, Siri, Lou Ferrigno calling, okay? And I am go from walking the dog to like 14 minutes later, I am at Range Masters with the Incredible Hulk and he's about to let loose with his 45. Where is this life? So check it out. We got a longer interview with him tomorrow. 
and he's a fascinating man. He really is a interesting and fascinating guy. I really enjoyed meeting him. But a little nugget, a little savory audio nugget. Now, for any reason, if the sound of firearms in a range is uncomfortable for your ears or whatever, for whatever reason, just so you know, that's part of what you're going to hear over the next couple minutes. A little shooting clinic by V. Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk. All right, so we're here at Range Masters. How often do you get to come down here? I come here maybe when I can, maybe uh, once a week, because I like to keep my shooting skills honed to make sure that, uh, because you know, being a police officer, a deputy sheriff, you have to know how to shoot. You are certified in both Slow County and L.A. County, and it's almost two decades. How did all this start? Well, first of all, I've been also honorary deputy in 22 different states. My father was a police lieutenant. So when I was young, I grew up with law enforcement. I wanted to be like him. So I talked to the sheriff back in L.A. about almost 19 years ago. I said, I'd love to join the, the sheriff's department, but the real deal, he said, go through the academy. I went through the academy. I did all the shooting, the driving, and then studied the laws and constitution of the arrest. That was my goal. That's why now I like giving back. I love it. So we're at Range Masters. What kind of firearm do we have? This is the HK USP 45, 45 caliber, 45. Now, is this is this all learned, or were you even when you were a kid? Did you have kind of a keen eye and a good shot? I've always been a good shot, but when you shoot for, like, for example, the sheriff's department, you have to be able to be a top of it active because uh, you know when you're on the job. You know, you want to make sure that in the real life situation that you're protecting yourself and saving other people's life. So this one is like 25 yards. But a lot of time when you shoot with the sheriff's department, you have to shoot 5, 7, 12, 15, 25 yards, also with the right and left hand. Now, uh, you know, to kind of in a weird way compare like shooting to say like a golf swing, when you look at your shot, what are little tips that you go, okay, shoulder back? Are there like fundamental body things? I mean, you were a bodybuilder for a long time. Are there certain body things where your head is tilted that can even just tweak a shot so minusculely? Well, it's all about the sight. You have to sight, the iron sight. It's all about keeping it directly in the middle and being very relaxed and very focused. There's a thousand different ways to shoot. Right. It's all about finding the best tools for yourself to shoot. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's. Uh, I can't wait to watch you check this out. Let's go. Right. We're here at Rage Masters. Incredible Hulk's about to let loose on this 45. I'm ready. So we send that target back 25 yards back to us. That's why the court of the field is all about the center body mass. And usually at 45, I would say the most 20, 25 yards. Man. You're a shot, Lou. Damn. All in the same spot. That 25 yards because you got to be in the center of the body mat, and it's very hard to shoot like this. It takes a lot of practice and training. But as an officer, just consider your, your passing and your shooting because once you go out of here, then you're out of it and you lose points and everything. Say that again. Once you go out of that range where you shot your where? Uh, when it goes out, the thing is that when it goes out of the range, you lose point. But the most important thing is you want to be in the study, the yeah. body mass. Body, body mass, got it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Got it. All right, awesome. We're doing close-ups now where he's aiming for the head of the suspect. Gun shooting with me. Damn. It's like all the same spot. I think he even hit... You hit some holes more than once. Now, this is speed shooting because in a real sh shooting situation, you have to be focused that there's all the headshots. Even though one is out, but in a speed shooting, you gotta be. Most important thing when you're on the force, 
everything comes to your mind, you have to focus on, for example, in a shooting situation, you have to be relaxed and focused. If you can't shoot, you can't be under force. It's so important to be focused to get into the head and the body mass. Right. But I mean, some of these holes, these shots, they literally went through the same hole over and over. You shot the exact same spot. Yeah, because I've been shooting for a long time. It's important to be accurate as much as the best you can. Man, that's pretty rad. Okay, check out my entire conversation with Lou Ferrigno, a.k.a. The Incredible Hulk, tomorrow right here on Up and Adam on the heels of his meet and greet and a signing coming up this Sunday, downtown slow at Captain Nemo. Before we jump out of our lo-fi headlines, let me thank our friends at We Help You Legal. Get ready for a legal solution that's been a cornerstone of our community for 23 years. Christina Knoll, Chris Rush, the dynamic mother-son duo behind We Help You Legal. Two convenient locations, including Slow and Paso. They're your go-to team for emergency same-day or next-day documents. Things like trusts, wills, power of attorneys, deeds, even divorces and more you could save. How? Because they're not attorneys. You're not spending three, four, five hundred bucks an hour. You're not getting legal advice. They're executing your paperwork. Done. Boom. Save money. No matter where you're listening to this, they can help you. But if you are in California, they can help with LLCs, corporations, and a lot more. Check them out online. WeHelpYouLegal.com for a full range of service and 23 years of expertise in simplifying life's legal matters. Up and Adams, Lo-Fi Headlines. All right, part two of our conversation with Zoe Rosenberg. She is an animal rights activist from San Luis Obispo, currently at Berkeley where she's going to school. She is looking at about 20 years for some felonies. She's got a bunch of things that she's being charged with. And then she told us yesterday, she's got charges that they haven't even decided if they're going to like level those or not. So man, and look, 21 years old, she's been doing this since she was 11. Someone said to me, she's like slow as Greta Thunberg. How dare you? One of the things that we talked about yesterday was I've always loved talking with people, having discourse with people that I might not see eye to eye on everything. And I certainly don't agree with everything that uh, Zoe Rosenberg believes, but that doesn't mean that we can't talk to her and have a really fair and polite conversation and try and understand where, look, I mean, there's no doubt she is um, convicted by what she is believing in. She's not bullshitting us. This is her, this is who she is. And, you know, it's, she's making national headlines with, uh, you know, what she's been doing. And it was a good conversation. Folks from all over the spectrum were texting yesterday saying they enjoyed the conversation, whether they agreed with her or not. I don't think anybody, you know, to be honest, no one texted me that agreed with her. But they, a couple of people did say things about the way she was talking about some of the stuff. What did Blake say that was really good? I admire her passion regarding animal cruelty and factory farming. Anyway, part two with our conversation with Zoe Rosenberg. This has been a, a journey for you ever since you were... Uh, a, a young girl, 11 years old. What have your parents thought of this? I, how did you, you know, hey, I, I need an attorney. I know you got you have a, a hen, um, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a sanctuary, right? Um, how are you able to afford an attorney and, and all these things? I mean, and I, I mean, I guess you have a nonprofit. So, I mean, how, how have you been able to put this together at really such, you know, as a young adult? Yeah, well, <laughs> My parents have a lot of mixed feelings about everything. Of course, you know, they, they've been very supportive and my mom helps run uh, my nonprofit happy hen animal sanctuary. She's a veterinarian. And of course that's been amazing. And um, they're both very supportive of animal rescue, but of course they also feel a lot of fear um, uh, about me potentially being incarcerated. Oh yeah. Have they the sat down with you? Have they sat down with you? So he was like, Zoe, we love you girl, but but this too, too much. You're, you're making, you're giving us heartburn, like no more. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think, they, you know, they've, they've kind of had those types of conversations with me before, but I think they also know how passionate I am about doing whatever I can to help animals. And they've in some ways given up a little bit and um, know I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But, but yeah, I uh, Happy Hen Animal Sanctuary, uh, which is the nonprofit my mom and I run, is is not handling any of my legal situation. I work with another nonprofit as well called Direct Action Everywhere, um, which is an international grassroots animal rights group. And they have an amazing legal team and legal fund, and they've been able to help me in finding an attorney and, and making sure that we can present the best case possible if and when this does go to trial. Now, that organization has really been under the spotlight of late. It's almost like that organization takes a lot of very you know big strides in the way that they will, I guess to put it, you know, mildly awaken people to their causes. Mm -hmm. Do you wonder that, you know, maybe I'm aligning myself with a cause that is just has a huge spotlight and target on its back where, yeah, they'll help me with legal fees, but maybe I just Mm -hmm. need to do this a little bit more independently. I mean, how do you, how do you kind of navigate through that? Yeah. I mean, I think that direct action everywhere is doing probably some of the most effective work uh, to make strides for animals. And of course, some sometimes that comes with negative attention and that comes with repression. Uh, but I think that's part of building a movement, building a social justice movement. And if you look at, at past social justice movements, the civil rights movement, the women's suffrage movement, they have all faced repression and, and often some very negative backlash from the public, but they've also been able to build public support in a lot of ways. And often even through repression and through backlash, they've been able to build public support. So, you know, I fully stand by direct action everywhere. And, and I think that we'll be able to, to make the best out of all of this. I mean, there are some really interesting philosophical discussions. I was doing a lot of reading and prep for our conversation today, and I've seen your headlines for a long time, and some of the stuff I kind of shake my head, but you are a young woman who <laughs> is fighting for what she's doing, and I loved your TED Talks. I watched it before we chatted, and you said no. You said, like, look, I've I've done rallies at stores that were closed. Like, I've made mistakes. I've, you know, I've, I've thought through things and stumbled, but, I mean, you are a person mm-hmm. who definitely believes in, uh, and is willing to fight for what you believe in. I don't think there is a, an ill intent behind your beliefs, but I'm not convinced that we should be able to force people to do what you want them to do. And I don't ever think you're going to achieve it. And it leaves me scratching my head as to why breaking the law is your way to, to reach that. You know, when you sit here and say like, yeah, you know, in my perfect world, you wouldn't be allowed Mm -hmm. to eat meat. I just don't know that you're going to either get one that, but much less people to get behind the way you're going about it. That being said, I could tell you stand for what you believe in. And I see your Facebook, your Instagram, you get a lot of haters on there and you deal with it for the most part, a very classy way and take that stuff head on. I mean, that's noticeable. So I'd love to check in with you again, see how this journey goes for you. And uh, keep in contact with you, Zoe. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I appreciate you as well being being open to hear what I have to say. And I totally believe that, you know, we don't always have to agree on everything. And we live in a world where it's so important to have conversations with people you might not 100% see eye to eye on. But Huge. of course, I think we can find 
common ground. I think it's very clear you do care about animals and that you would never want to harm an animal. And I think so many of us can at least agree on that point that we don't want animals to suffer. Yeah. And you know, gosh, I mean, some of the things that you have spoke of, written on and have seen with your eyes, I mean, I I don't even, a lot of us would rather just shut our eyes to it because it's, it's probably easier, but I mean, look, I mean, you're a, you're an interesting gal and I've really always kind of thought that. (laughs) So I I really want to keep in contact with you. I hope that you stay in good spirits as as this is all going on. And and hopefully can you loosen the ankle monitor? Is it tight on your ankle or what? I can't loosen it at all. It's not super tight. It, it balances up and down like it's it's able to move around on my ankle, which in some ways is worse because then it kind of rubs and yeah. is a little uncomfortable. But <laughs> I don't you, know. You got to film a rap video. Is. You got to film a rap video. Get some like you know some street cred <laughs> out of the ankle monitor or something, right? We got to make you got to make use of this somehow. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> got to make the best of it. All right, keep in contact with us and, and let us know what goes down. What's your next court date? What's your next thing? Uh, I have courts on January 19th where I'm going to be arraigned. So I might have to, you know, issue my plea um, where I, you know, that's where I plea not guilty to my charges. Right. Are we waiting until this is adjudicated or the other cases are adjudicated before we get into any other things, things? What do you think, Zoe? Not necessarily. All right. Okay. <laughs> Depends. Yeah. All right. Well, very. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Zoe Rosenberg. I appreciate your time and you being up and at them. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm curious to know what you think of the conversation. Our conversation with Zoe. Let me know. You can always stay connected, adamontiel.com, or you can uh, just you know, get on social and uh, let me know what's up or text me. I don't know. But interesting conversation. I'm appreciative that she uh, came on here. All right, tomorrow we will talk to Robin Coleman from the Woods Humane Society. Also, the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of our conversation with Lou Ferrigno, a.k.a. The Incredible Hulk, who's going to be doing a signing and a meet and greet on Sunday at Captain Nemo, downtown Slough. It will be Friday. Oh, I'm looking forward to this weekend, I tell you. Thank you so much for connecting with us and making this your first podcast of the day. Also rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. Thanks to Dan Curcio, Moonshiner Collective, for original music called Start Again on the show. And thanks to Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration. Mild temps, but it's beautiful outside. Enjoy the day. And thank you for being up and at it. Start again. Let's start again.